Good morning, everyone. Hope you all are doing well today. It's your old pal Nate, and he's come back to give you a most unusual reading today. So I've got something that is um, very, yeah, very odd, and it's something I wrote. It's called the White Dog Shit Incident, and I'm hoping it's going to liven your day today if things aren't going so well on this fine, beautiful morning. I guess I'd, I really don't have too much uh, pretext for this, other than it was inspired by that scene in Step Brothers. Yeah, you know, the one where the children beat them up and force them to lick white dog shit. Um, so yeah, this one is called The White Dog Shit Incident, and let's just dive on into this fecal matter. I won't waste your time here. So it begins like this. You are weak and pathetic. You are easily beaten down by a gang of small children who subject you to their will. A chunk of decrepit white dog shit is laying in the summer grass. You are powerless to resist when they order you to lick it. Crying in the dirt, you obey your child's, uh, child oppressors and you lick that white dog shit. You are humiliated. You are a disgrace to your family. How can you face your parents, your grandparents, or even your love interest after getting overpowered by children and licking white dog shit? If only it ended there, you may have been able to salvage some dignity, but you kind of like it. You don't stop after one lick. You lick that white dog shit again, and again, and again, until your tongue is stayed by it. You love that white dog shit. Fucking word just fucked up. Why? Why would it fuck up here at all times? I'm sorry. You know what? I need a minute anyway. This is This is too much to say out loud. It's like, probably not even that funny, but... When you have to say it, it's horrible. Okay, here we go. You love that white dog shit. The children aren't even making you do it. You're doing it of your own volition. The more you lick it, the more you adore it, until you find yourself worshipping it, as if the white dog shit were an almighty god, descended from heaven to grant you mercy and pleasure. <laughs> it's like something out of Lovecraft. I wonder if Lovecraft ever thought he would be name-dropped in a poem about licking white dog shit. Does the P in H.P. Lovecraft stand for poop? Perhaps this is so because shit is too vulgar for someone who has never had a lick and realized shit is the only proper term for any form of excrement, especially the dried white excrement of a rabid dog. Excrement that has become a god. A beloved shitty god that you force others to partake in the worship of. Others who cannot resist after getting a taste of the infinitely self-replenishing shit, God. Oh my God, what what was I on? So, um, I guess just for some, a little context here, this was not just written randomly. This was actually for a poetry class I was in. We had this was actually my final. We had to do three different readings. And yeah, this was the first one I did, and it got some pretty interesting reactions. Um, but yeah, it like I had a different version that I wrote. I cannot find it now, and it was much shorter. Basically, the same concept, only instead of white, it was dog shit. It was just normal shit. Well, I think it was either human or dog. I don't remember which, but it was on the sidewalk. I'll assume it was a dog. And yeah, the concept was the same. Only the person wasn't forced to lick it. They just picked it up and ate it. I think it's because I like oh, what was that Eminem song I heard? I think it was "Believe." And then he like in the line he talks about being forced by a turd. I assume probably not literal. Well, he said the world, so I'm gonna assume yeah, just metaphorically. 
the world that I matured, and then I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll do something just like that for my final, <laughs> only it'll be someone doing it willingly. And then when I took it to workshop, someone, you know, member of the group commented on it and said that, yeah, it kind of reminded him of the stepbrothers. So I was like, oh, oh, now I've got an even better idea. So like in the 15 minutes before my next class, I wrote this and this is what I used for my final. Was, um, I, I got a good grade on that, I think. I actually don't remember. I'm not sure if I ever actually looked, but I mean, they, the professor enjoyed it. So I mean, that's got to count for something, <laughs> whether it was, whether she still graded me poorly or not. So, um, well, this is only, this is less than five minutes, huh? Even despite Word completely screwing up and ruining my excellent reading there. That was, yeah, completely flawless. There is absolutely nothing, nothing bad about that. Um, hmm. I hate to end it so early, so maybe we can do something else. I don't really, didn't come too prepared, honestly. I was kind of thinking that, like, there would be more mishaps, but... Okay, um, you know what, let's do, let's do a more serious one, I guess. I've got one I can do here. I'm not sure where all my other goofy ones are. Kind of like, most of them are in my computer, but there's also a lot just spread across, like, several notebooks, and it's impossible for me to find anything anymore, honestly, which is, like, why I really have to quit writing stuff and then not typing it up on my computer and saving it, because it just, like, gets buried beneath all the other notebooks of stuff. Stuff that's never going to get published or anything is not even just the fact that I don't think anyone would publish anything like the white dog shit incident, but just because of the fact that I have no, I have no fucking clue where it is. All right, so let's do a more serious one here. I'm not really used to doing serious readings, so I don't quite have the, probably not the tone or voice inflection necessary for this type of thing, but I'll give it a shot anyway. Okay, so this one is called Take From Me. It goes like this. The battle is yours, brother. You have proven your worth, and now I know you are ready to face the challenges that lie ahead. With your strength and spirit, I know you will find victory and reach the end of your road. But if you continue as you are, much blood will stay in the pavement, and countless dead will be left in your wake. Your mind is poisoned, brother, but there is a way to heal you. Take from me my brain. Its judgment is unclouded. With it, you will make the right decisions and you will know what it is you must do, and we're just completely fucked up again. Well, that's just most excellent. <sighs> Damn you, Microsoft. Why you do this to me? You ruined my great readings. Because they were, they're so wonderful, you know? And it's absolutely just Microsoft Word's fault. Okay, here we go. I, I sincerely apologize. I know it was such a riveting reading. You will know what it is you must do to fulfill your duty to our people. Do not fear the loss of your conscience, as we are brothers. It will accept your conscience without resistance. But you need more than a brain, brother. You require my heart as well. Your heart is corrupt. It pumps foul blood through your body. Foul blood your brain will feed on, poisoning your pure mind again. Take from me my heart. Blood it pumps is clean. It will ensure you maintain a healthy body and a healthy mind. Your body is strong, but unclean blood will compel your body to perform wicked actions. My heart will also implant in you the morals passed down by our ancestors who lived thousands of years ago. Guided by their moral principles, you will not stray from your road and you will righteously perform your duty. Still, a brain and heart are not enough. You require one final thing, brother. Take from me my eyes. While your strength and will are great, you are still very young. You have seen little of the world, but I have seen much in my lifetime. These eyes will allow you to 
distinguish truth from lies. The outside world is deceitful. Many people will try to manipulate you, jeopardizing your quest and your life. Let your heart seek truth. Let your eyes bear witness to it. Let your brain unravel it. With what you have taken from me, you will now not only find victory, you will find victory in its purest form. Go with our ancestors, dear brother. Achieve what I failed to. I will always watch over you. Our people are in your hands. Farewell. Okay, so that was that one. And once again, Word just decided to completely assault my great my great reading there. But, you know, I've, you know, I think it turned out okay. I only messed up once. That was surprising. I expected to make many more mistakes than that. And I also found a typo, but did not read the typo. Pretty impressive for me. Let's see. Well, we are still... Ooh, we're under 10 minutes still. Oh, no. I did not account for this. Oh, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. I guess we got to do one more, don't we? Because I know you're, you're just so eager to hear my, my great literature, my great reading and writing skills on the next Stephen King's Kingston. Uh, not, Steve, not to be confused with Stephen King. This is a totally different human being. Stefan... Kingston. Okay, well, let's find one more to do. We can do, how about one called Blood and Earth? That That's a fun one. I don't entirely remember what this one's about, but we'll see in a second. I kind of, I've got like hundreds of these, honestly. It's like, it's kind of sad, but I really do not remember, like, just based on the title what some of these are. Oh, wait, now that I'm like looking at it, I can, I can kind of remember. Okay, this one's pretty short, so this will get us over, you know, and, and not go too far beyond 10 minutes. All right, here we go. This is Blood and Earth. There is something about the earth soaking up freshly spilled blood. Oh, wait, I should do this with a more, like, intense voice. Okay, hold on. Let's start over. All right, it's blood and earth. There is something about the earth soaking up freshly spilled blood that makes me feel euphoric. I often think about cutting my palm and pouring my blood into the dirt as an offering to the earth. Did you know the earth is God? People say it is difficult to love God because they have never met God, but God is all around them. They live upon God like fleas. They feed upon God after a bountiful harvest. And when they slaughter God's creatures, they drink, ah, damn it, Microsoft Word. And when they slaughter God's creations, they drink from God when they collect water from the rivers that are his veins. God nourishes them and they nourish God by spilling the blood of others. It is a such a violent... Okay, my throat is hurting a lot. I did not drink enough water for this. We're just going to read this normally from here on out. I'm sorry. It is such a violent world we live in. Surely God must love blood. Why else would so much of it be shed in God's name? I wonder if a sacrifice would appease God. Should I slice open the throat of a lamb or a pig? Would the blood of such an uninspiring creature satiate the thirst of the earth or is animal sacrifice so taboo because it is simply not enough fucking my why why today why of all the days for microsoft word to just ah. it's like we're right at the end there's like four more lines why could you just let me read it because it's simply not enough Perhaps the only blood capable of satisfying God is human blood. Rivers and oceans of human blood. Okay, well, I never mind. I was wrong when I said I remembered what this was about. 
I don't know if my voice ruined it or not. I felt like I was, I don't know what that voice was. It's supposed to be like kind of like a medieval like wizard or something, you know, or just like a creepy old man. But uh, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, like, you know, when I say wizard, I mean like just the stereotypical like evil one you see in movies and whatnot. But yeah, I don't, I don't know what that voice was. I hope that enhanced the reading somehow. Probably not. It probably took away from the entire thing, but you know what it got us where we needed to be and that was over 10 minutes because i feel like anything less than 10 minutes is just an injustice upon my loyal listeners so uh, you know maybe if you guys enjoy this i'll do it again in the future uh you know maybe i'll just try to have like one goofy one and then you know a couple more serious ones and hopefully in every single reading microsoft word doesn't just decide to stop responding for absolutely no reason i'm gonna have to look into that i hope it's not like persisting thing my laptop's pretty awful like this thing is super outdated and constantly has weird things happening that i've just like it is unbelievable i often have to restart this thing and just pray to god that it works fine for just a little bit all right well that that is the end there of our of my wonderful readings and your great listening i don't i don't know where i was going with that yeah your your great listening skills i am very impressed by them Thank you all so much. I hope your morning was improved. Uh, I think the the first one is probably the one that would uh, you enliven it up the most. I don't know about the other two because I never. I don't tend to share the more serious stuff. Well, I shouldn't even. I honestly, it wasn't that serious because the fact that uh, that stupid like old man voice definitely made it not serious. But you know what I mean. The ones that aren't blatantly just absurd. I didn't expect the last one to have such religious themes either. I kind of forgot about that. But, you know, I just, like I said, I write so damn many of these and don't ever do anything with them. It's kind of hard to remember. Like, I've got just, like, so many notebooks just laying around my room that have not, like, touched in years that are as full of stuff. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed, though. And, yeah, it's always nice to talk to my loyal listeners, my bestest of friends. So I know some people were probably expecting the second part to the Puebloans, the history of them. We will actually get into that. I'm thinking it's either going to be the next time or the episode after that. Because I kind of want to get into, um, I've got a fun idea about the economics of video games. But tr- trust me, trust me, it's not quite as boring as it sounds. We're just going to be looking at a lot of the like weird quirks and just goofiness in some games as far as how the economy works and how you earn money and what you can do with that money because there are um you'd be surprised at how many bizarre things there are we're going to be going a bit back in time for this one there's an older game and a very well-known franchise that i would like to take a look at so that'll probably be that will either be next or that'll be the episode after that and then you know depending on when that one is the pueblo and episode will either will, will be after i i think um, if not, then it would probably be, I have one other idea, so we'll see. I know I just said it was either going to be the next episode or the one after, but it could be three from now. Okay, I probably won't, I won't try to do that, but we'll see. It just, you know, it depends on my mood. I, I, I like to have fun here. The history is fun, but yeah, I like to spice things up. I try to have some variety here. I don't like to just stick with one thing for too long, but we will definitely get to it in the very near future. All right, well, that's all I got for you. So I hope you all have a most wonderful day and I hope the big bad world treats you well. Nate Dog out.